Hi everyone, welcome to Conversations at Heal. This is your host, Susan Jacoby. I have invited Mary Shores back to Conversations at Heal. We are continuing our conversation around self-compassion. Mary Shores has spent her entire career as an author, speaker, and entrepreneur gathering positive and pragmatic solutions for people who are quote-unquote freaking out. Mary understands human behavior from the trifecta of psychology, neurology, and neurochemistry. For more information about Mary, please contact her at maryshores.com. Welcome back, Mary, to Conversations at Heal. I'm excited to have this conversation around self-compassion. It's so critical in our healing, more importantly, in all of our daily lives. I have some ideas I want to ask you. And the first one is why you think self-compassion plays such a big role in our lives. Well, it's almost like self-compassion can be one of the major points of creation. So, you know, if I love to talk about that we create our own reality and, and teach people like how and why that's true and how they can start to change what they're creating in their life because so many people are creating more of what they don't want instead of creating what they do want. And I certainly was one of those people for many years. But your level of self-compassion, you know, is a point of manifestation because when you feel better about yourself, you're going to create much better things. And when you feel just, you know, in a deep despair about yourself or you're beating yourself up, you know, that is a thought process that is going to create negativity in your world. This idea about creating your own reality, for me, and, and I'm sure I, I know for a fact that I'm not the only one, to create your own reality is a, a very abstract thought for a lot of people. They don't understand how how you can break away from, say, the structure of your family, your uh, your generational habits. It does take awareness to break away from that. And I'll say that it also takes confidence to stand firm in that. It's also tied into the neural pathways that we were talking about in our uh, previous show. Could you explain to the listeners more in depth about these neural pathways? I think they're they're critical to the work that you're doing and to helping so many people get what they want. Yeah, I would love to. And I, I want to circle back to what you said about um, when people say creating your own reality, you know, that can be such a, um, I don't remember the word you used, but like a vague term or an abstract And so I agree with you, and I wanted to clear that up a little bit. I wanted to give people like a a more solid, grounded definition of what that means. You know, so many times when I've been on my path and my research of the last 15 years studying all of this, I would hear these um, spiritual teachers say things like, you know, you just have to get in alignment. And I would think, I don't even know what that means. It was so confusing. Or I would hear, you just have to allow and get out of your own way. And I would scratch my head because, like you said, you know, these are such abstract ideas. So creating your own reality, to me, is just the understanding that the way that our brains are built is to control everything that we perceive in the world. And we're doing that by our neural pathways. So our neural pathways exist in our subconscious mind. An example of that is 
science has studied that we think about 60,000 thoughts a day and 90% of them are identical to the day before. So the reason for that is because of the way that our pathways are wired. Well, what's so fascinating is the old school thought was much more that we were hardwired. So we would hear this terminology that you were hardwired and by the time you were 35 years old, you couldn't change. And now they've proven through neuroplasticity that that is just absolutely not true. And people can change even up into, you know, it doesn't matter if you're 20 years old or 100 years old because our brains are much more plastic than, than we realize. But what do you do with that? It's like, okay, that's great scientific jargon, but how does it apply to my life? Well, how it applies is if you are stuck or drowning in problems or desperation or, you know, maybe you want to create something. Maybe it's not even that you're in a negative place, but maybe you want to start a business. You know, how many times I would say to myself, I want to write a book, but I'm not a writer. What is that doing? That's revealing to me a mirror to my subconscious mind or my neural pathways. It's almost like when you hear me say the words, I want to write a book, that it's like you're seeing it written on my soul, that this is my purpose to do this. The issue is that you're also hearing me say the words, but I'm not a writer, which is revealing to me a neural pathway in my subconscious that is a belief that is not in alignment. There's that alignment word again. That's an example of being out of alignment. And so what I needed to do, and here's the important thing, it's not just in the discovery that we, that we have neuroplasticity, it's in the power we have to change our current belief systems. So I had to change my belief from not being a writer to absolutely being a writer, and not just that, but my book went to bestseller status in six weeks. I was so proud of that. So I did that just by stepping one foot, one step in a new direction. Just take one step toward your dream. That's one choice that cleansed me. That's one choice that connected me to, the, to, to making my biggest dream in life come true. But how often do we say something like, I want to start a business, but I don't have the money or the education or the support or the credit score? As you were talking, I... I was thinking about a place that I had been on my healing journey. And it's not like what you're saying, building a business and writing a book and, and everything. I was wondering about recreating your story. So many of us, no matter what our situation is, hold a lot of pain around a given situation. What you're talking about, let's just use, you know, you're writing the book example. Could you replace the pain with writing your book and then also establish new neural pathways on accepting that pain or processing that pain, releasing that pain? Do you think that those are related? You know, I think that for for every single situational thing, it's, so not all of my pathways or not all of my beliefs are going to be associated with pain. I didn't feel pain with the belief that I was not a writer, it wasn't a painful thing to me. What I didn't realize is what I was missing out on. When I actually stepped into my truth, when I became my authentic self, when I brought my gifts into the world, my belief in myself went through the roof. But I wasn't in pain because I wasn't writing. Now, there are some other things that beliefs that could be terribly painful. Like, for example... You know, if you believe yourself to be shameful, I heard someone in a forum the other day 
say she was slut-shaming herself. Now, I'd never heard that term before, but she went on to explain how much she judged herself for her past. I've had another woman reach out to me that um, has been reading my book, and um, she did the exercise second chapter, which is to write a 100 things that you like about yourself. And she had such a terrible time trying to write it that she, like, started crying. And what she realized was how much judgment and hatred she had towards herself. Now, she was able to complete the exercise, and she found a level of self-love that she said she's never experienced before. And the result of that was she noticed how much people were responding to her differently. For example, you know, people were just smiling at her more, People were talking to her more. People were much more receptive to her. And so sometimes we think that people are treating us a certain way because of them when it's really when they're picking up our vibe and they're treating us mirroring the way we treat ourselves. I think it's a hard concept to learn to remember, but once you do, it's quite enlightening um, how you choose to live your life. It kind of goes along with, the last question I want to talk to you about, which is uh, the keys to happiness. Now, everyone says, here are the keys to happiness, but yours is a little different, which is why I wanted to ask you about it, uh, the, key, the keys to feeling happiness. What do you mean by that? What feelings would you attach to happiness? Well, I would attach chemicals to happiness. Happiness is a feeling, and it's a feeling that's created when there is ample amounts of serotonin. So long-lasting, long-lasting happiness is created by having healthy levels of serotonin in the brain. Now, dopamine is also a happiness hormone. It's more associated with, like, instant happiness. So, you know, if you just got this wonderful email, um, if you just got good news, and you know you just instantly, like, go through the roof, that's a dopamine response, which is also happiness. Long-term happiness, serotonin, short-term happiness, dopamine. But you need both to be happy. And so it's like, to me, I ask the question, what things can I do to promote the best levels of dopamine and serotonin in my brain? And again, you know, that goes right back to these, um, like the kinds of practices that are, in the, that are in the book, because we're always creating a set of, I call it, you know, the chemical recipe that exists in your nervous system and your, in your brain because your hypothalamus is constantly telling, um, telling your nervous system what chemicals to flood out through your brain, and that's what's going to control how you feel. I can see that there are so many gems and, and ways to enrich your life in your, in your book, Conscious Communications. Mary is offering a free download for the Conscious Communications Guidebook, and it's a companion course for her book, Conscious Communications. She's packed over 35 pages of exercises to make her teachings even more real. You can visit maryshores.com backslash companion to get your gift. And I've also linked it on the description portion of our show. Mary, thank you so much for coming and sharing your wisdom and passion. It's been a delight to learn from you and to hear what you have to say. Thank you so much, Susan. I appreciate the opportunity very, very much, and uh, wish all of your listeners the best. Thank you. Please contact me at Susan at conversationsofheal.com if I can support you on your healing journey. 
Leave a comment on Blog Talk or iTunes to support us in reaching listeners in search of living a life of peace and joy. Remember, you are a lovable and a capable human being. Thank you for listening to Conversations That Heal.